0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer,
2: Ron Raver. And good evening, everyone, from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's Coach's Corner. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. The coach continues to recover recover from surgery. Your thoughts, prayers, and well wishes for Ron and his wife Sally are appreciated. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course Cecil Ison and the great staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I have four guest segments tonight coming up in just a little bit. Batesville football coach Evan Ulrey, also cross country. Tanya Sunderman from Oldenburg and also from Oldenburg, girls soccer coach Andrew Oleg But we're going to start off the show tonight with the head football coach of OA. He is Brian Mitchell. Coach, good evening to you. Good evening. How are you? It's, uh, I'm doing quite well, thank you, and appreciate you coming on the show once again. And uh, no problem. Un- unfortunately, it's uh, it's the final week uh, of the regular season, and you and I had a chance to to talk a little bit before we went on tonight. Uh, it's it's a day where you got to turn the equipment, and and that's always a tough night. Definitely tough, definitely tough. But uh, you know the boys played hard and couldn't have asked any more than what they what they did for me this season and. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just glad we had a had a season and got to play. No question about that. And and we we've talked about every time you've been on about about the numbers and how thin you guys were. But going into halftime of your game against Milan, you were down to 12 kids. Yeah, we had 12. We started with 15, so we had a player that was um, on
3: concussion protocol, and then uh, one of our linemen went down with um, an ankle injury, and then one of our skilled guys went down once uh, with another concussion protocol. So we were down to 12 guys it was it was definitely um a challenge you
2: know especially looking on the other side right. and milan has got like 50 plus or something like that so definitely a challenge it's a pretty healthy crew that they have over there uh with Milan, and and we were talking about as well that that, that that's a young Mylan team that's only going to get better oh yeah they if they don't win sectionals this year
3: they're they're definitely going to probably win the next two years uh very talented group and um. just, they, they play really good football. They <laughs> really good football.
2: Well, they certainly will have their hands full against a, a good North Decatur team who has played a very, very strong schedule this season. But yeah. uh, l- let's talk a little bit about the game against Milan. I, I know that they, they got up on you early and uh, looking at some of the big picture numbers, uh, two, 270 to, to 54 in total offense. On the plus side, you did force a couple of turnovers against Milan. That's for your defense. That, that's good news. Yeah, we had two turnovers. Uh, one was on a on a strip off of off of a tackle. Um, Alex Sizemore did a great job,
3: just textbook, just literally ripped it right out of him as he tackled him. Um, And then the other one was like, I think it was a bobbled snap, and then um, one of our defensive linemen dropped on it, so and that's great for you know the turnover for hunger cause that we've talked about a couple times throughout our our talk, uh, conversations. And uh, now it up to ten turnovers. And uh, I got to talk to the Ripley County um, person, uh, and she said that they're we're above twenty five thousand dollars this year.
2: Oh, that's fantastic for, this, for
3: the back sack program. Uh, that's ten thousand more
2: than what we did last year, so that's awesome. Yes, it is, and that that's a that's a great program, and and you guys at Milan and and uh, Batesville are all involved with that. And yeah, Evans over here, and I know they're involved, and they've got a lot of turnovers, and Mylan's got a great a lot of turnovers. So, uh, you know, great great cause. And uh, you know, people in addition to the turnovers, people can make a donation online through the Ripley County Community Foundation. Yes, they can.
3: Yes, they can. And like I said, you know, it just helps local youth, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day, right?
2: Yeah, you talk about you know elementary school kids, and you know. Know, for for some that are that are in need, the best meal that they get during the day happens to school. be is at school, yeah. and then they have you know really unfortunately uh, not as good of a of, of a meal at home to look forward to, especially which,
3: on the weekends. Yeah. So that's why this program is so critical.
2: Yeah, um, I've had several, actually several friends of mine that have been involved in programs like this in different communities, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's really something that's rather uplifting. And and um, th- this is the first one that I know of. Uh, From a personal standpoint, that involves, like, multiple communities coming together to serve a a much broader area. That feels pretty good.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just – it goes to show just, you know, as much as things go on inside the lines, you know, outside the lines, you know, we all come together and do the things that, you know, are definitely needed and support each other. And it's just a great call, so –
2: we were speaking with Brian Mitchell, head football coach of Oldenburg. And, and coaches, yeah, you, you've had a little bit of a time now to kind of reflect on the season. What mm-hmm. were some of the high points for you? I know I know from a wins and losses standpoint, it wasn't there. But as a coach, you're always looking for something to hang your hat on and, yeah. and use that to build for next year.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, we came in with eight seniors and um, only half of them had had any substantial varsity time. You know, at the end of the day, of our 16 kids, about 10 of them had either never played football or um, didn't see a lot of varsity um, playing time the last couple of years, so uh, we were kind of building from scratch. Even though we had eight seniors, you know what I mean. Um, just, I think we did a good job. You know, our, our special guys did a good job of, of learning the plays, and our front line did a great job of learning, uh, you know, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And played a totally different system that they never, that they weren't even used to. And, right. Um, you know, the, the crowd seemed to enjoy it. The, the fans were great. The parents were phenomenal. Um, you know, I couldn't have asked anything more from from you know Mr. Colks, who's the AD, right. and um, all the teachers in the building. And I, I definitely send out my thanks to the whole entire community for for a great season this year. I know o and five doesn't doesn't say great, but. Um, where we were in February and not even having a program uh, you know something is better than nothing in my opinion so nope,
2: no question we've had the pleasure of interviewing a couple of your kids on here great kids by the way yeah. I've enjoyed having them on uh, one thing that we really haven't talked about I think in the several visits that you've had here is your assistant coaches yeah. talk a little bit about your staff
3: yeah so I got coach uh, Austin Bailey he's uh he's the offensive line defensive line and defensive coordinator coach he uh, he played uh, a year at CCU. Uh, one of their last years that they had a program uh he's a connersville grad and um he's he's got a lot of expertise on like uh fitness and stuff like that he actually runs his own fitness and strength conditioning his mom's uh was featured on the 812 Mm -hmm. she's like a national and world body um like champion power lifter wow so like that's what he does on his spare time um and uh mr K- uh Mr Chris Lehman, which is Caleb layman, he's a senior right. and his dad helped me a lot on Friday nights, just kind of charting plays and kind of being my eyes in the sky and making some suggestions and here um you know i I like i said I couldn't have been any more happier with you know the support that I had this season, and you know every good coach you know has their support system behind them and i'm I'm very very lucky.
2: Coach, what is what's your biggest hope for next season?
3: Um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting off-season. You know, we gotta do some recruiting and we gotta we gotta get kids to come out to play at right. the end of the day, you know, sixteen down to twelve at that last you know, right before halftime. We gotta get kids to come out to play. Um so yeah, little little um advertisement here hey. right on the radio. Come out and play for OA football. That's <laughs> but, why we're here. No, um, you know, we're just gonna I'm gonna give the kids off a little bit a lot of the kids are three sports athletes, so right. they're gonna be doing other things too. Um, you know, my idea is I, w- I want to try to get back in, in the weight room and do some football stuff in January, give them off some time a lot of the kids are going to get ready to do like baseball and track and, ba- and a lot of them play base- or basketball so, you know, just kind of give them some time to calibrate and get get back in the mindset in january to to get going on this again
2: well coach i really appreciate uh, the times you've come out and paid a visit to us here at uh, coach's corner here at ison's family pizza it's been an absolute pleasure and first time that you and i had a chance to meet each other and i hope you're not a stranger to the show
3: yeah no it's been great to be here um, definitely a little sad about Coach. You know, I wish him well. Uh, him and his wife both have been very nice. I only got to meet him a couple times, but uh, you know, it's such a privilege to be here. And um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be a spokesman for O.A. and um, it's just a great, great, great place to be at. So, uh, just I can't I can't speak enough about how how classy. Everybody over at OA is so very
2: lucky to be in the spot where I'm at. Coach Brian Mitchell, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's our pleasure. Brian Mitchell, head coach of Oldenburg Academy football. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll change over to Batesville football with Coach Evan Already. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza. Online, on the phone, or in person downtown, you've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can add that German flavor you're craving, like new limited-time sliced sausage, red onions, and sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut. We have a new amazingly huge medium pizza-sized, aptly named That's-A-Big-Pretzel for $9.99. And why not add a chocolate caramel lava bun cake? Eisen's Family Pizza, 812 933 on the phone. Eisen'sFamilyPizza.com or on George Street, downtown
1: Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI.
2: And again, welcome back uh, to the show here at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's another night of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Big thanks to Brian Mitchell, the Oldenburg football coach, for joining us in our first segment. We're going to stay within the same sport and head... Uh, just up the street, as it were, to uh, Batesville as uh, as uh, Evan Ulrey, head coach of the Bulldogs, is joining us and uh, happy to be talking with uh, Coach Ulrey again about another win, this one coming in the first round of the sectional. Your fellows turn in a victory over the Rushville Lions 48-26. to Congratulations on the W, sir. Right. Thank you. Talk a little bit about the makeup of this game. I, you know, the, the final score, it's, it's a little bit closer, I think, than the game actually was. Rushville got several points in the fourth quarter when the game was basically out of hand. I know you had changed the personnel out, but you had to feel pretty good about how your team Came out and uh, how the starters played while they were out there.
5: Yeah, I mean, we for us to uh, get a touchdown almost within the first minute of the game, uh, first drive, you know, getting the ball and scoring, and um, got a stop. I think we forced a turnover um, on their first play, and then marched it right back down inside the ten. And unfortunately, we didn't finish, and we went to we elected to kick the field goal, and uh, unfortunately, got blocked. And um, and then we were able to score the next drive and get up a couple scores. Um, and it just kind of, you know, we, they had a couple, they, they busted a big play on us, and yep. that was probably the one, uh, big negative, I think, for our varsity defense. Um, yeah, you know, I think most of their offense, um, you know, outside of what happened you know, when our freshman JB went in, but, uh, that was pretty much it. That was the the one play, right? And uh, other than that, uh, you know, a lot of negative plays uh, by our defense. Um, you know, we had a couple couple turnovers, a couple missed opportunities, and we left some points off. But we were pretty well in command. Uh, Travis, you know, led a team down uh, early in the third and and got us up thirty four to seven. And at that point, it was, um, you know, you you just you just choose. I mean, maybe in a in a typical game, you, you're trying to teach finish. We. Um, we felt very comfortable and confident, you know, and it's like, what's, what's the main thing here Win in advance and stay healthy. Yes. Um, the last thing I needed in a game in which we knew we were at any point we could probably score and we knew our varsity was not going to give up, uh, four touchdowns, um, that, Hey, let's, let's reserve bodies and make sure, uh, certain guys uh, do not get hurt in a game um, that is in command, and we've got Brownstown Central. So yeah, the score's uh, definitely not any indicator of probably the, the gap, but ultimately in the end, Bryce, that doesn't matter.
2: You absolutely right. Survive in advance and indeed stay healthy, and we're going to talk about your matchup with Brownstown Central here in just a minute, but a little bit more on the game with Rushville. Uh, week in and week out, we can talk until we're blue in the face about Travis Lecker and what he has done for this team. What were some of the other offensive highlights for your club?
5: Well, it was nice to see Jacob Mirgan in the end zone um you know he's he's uh really going back to week three against south dearborn when he um he got hurt in that game he's really um been very limited he missed a lot of action he's Mm -hmm. kind of starting to get get his legs back you know and um and so it was nice to see him go up and get one on the first drive we knew bryson was going to get you know bryson benelli was going to get a lot of attention and you know, Bryson still scored two touchdowns in in, in, his, in, in his first uh, half action, um, but good to see Jacob get in the end zone. Uh, Gage Pullman um, ran for I think about one seventy, mm-hmm. um, you know, on about twenty, and think it was like 23, 24 carries. Um, so for freshman, nice workload, yeah, you know, for uh, the freshman, and that was a, a big thing is like a um, let's let's get behind and run some of our base stuff. Let's like you know, can we sit and run a lot of option? We could, but. I'm sure you can probably connect the dots of why sure. let's let's preserve somebody's body right. um, a little bit more as we knew in the tournament. So um, I thought Gage played well, o, O-line, um, up front, you know, right. you know from Chase Hamilton at left tackle, Bobby Weiler, sophomore, Zach Davidson, sophomore, and then there are two juniors on the right side, and Blake Hunt and Nick McConnell, and then uh, Trent Rell, Vonley Hunt, tight end H back combination. So um, it was a bright spot. And like I said, defensively. Um, you know, we haven't got to that. But offensively right. uh, we, we, we you know we did our, we, we did what we needed to do.
2: Well how about on the defensive side of the ball because outside of giving up the seventy uh, yard plus play, I mean your defense did play very well.
5: They did and I I mean I've been continuing to to be impressed. Um, you know Von Lee you know, played outside line. He's played outside linebacker, inside linebacker. and Now here recently, he's been playing some defensive end, and and a lot of that Nate Deputy was not able to go on on Friday, and and so he's he's typically one of our starting defensive ends. And so Lonely had to kind of have more of a workload, and, and Josh Mobley, uh, Chase Hamilton. So you have three seniors there that really um, I thought played a pretty good game, and then on the interior with a combination of Nick McConnell, Clint Elston, uh, Carson Meyer. You know, some a couple of those being some promising sophomores. Um, I thought our D line played well. You know, and they weren't getting blown around, and weren't getting pushed around, and that allowed, you know, Trenton Rell and Carter Bowman, uh, sophomore and junior there on the inside, to just kind of really, you know, they just continue to get better each week. We've talked a lot about Trenton Rell all season, and the Carter Bowman is the other one. He's been a sophomore, kind of got thrown in the fire when Vonley got hurt, and he's played well, and, and you know, so uh, he's it's it's kind of encouraging to see a lot right. of a, a mixture of some seniors that we've mentioned, but a lot of youth, uh, and then on the outside. Um, I just continue to be baffled at how good you know um, Will Gisel at corner as a freshman and and, and uh, Gage Pullman as a freshman playing on the outside um, and then you know Luke Wilson and Brady Hornberger a couple seniors and Trent Kincaid a really good corner there on the uh, on the outside uh, just was a collectively good effort and so. Uh, um you know they're going to need that everyone's going to need to do their job as we move forward and uh just been been very pleased
2: you know, you talk about the future and and a lot of times with your freshmen most freshmen it's it's uh a look ahead and, and what the future will bring but in some cases the future is now
5: yeah and it is and i mean i don't think i'll be honest with you i was wrong um if you would have asked me in june Oh, you know, Kate Kaiser's going to play the entire season. I was like, you're crazy. You know, like, <laughs> No, Will Jods is going to be your starting corner, one of your main corners. Um, you know, and Gage Pullman's going to be your leading running, you know, rushing, you know, running right. back. Uh, I would have said, well, none of that's going to happen. But then right. for you to, you, if you would have parlayed all that, boy, you would have made a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but I mean, some of that is, it's not that we don't have guys. Mm-hmm. We have some guys that can go out and play, but when those guys, that just shows you just um, how really talented they are. And so it's pretty exciting. But that's a, you have that, and then there's a lot of guys that obviously you know um, don't start. Mm -hmm. uh, That's in that freshman class. It's a very talented freshman class. And then there's a lot of sophomores. You know, those freshmen they kind of catch you off because when you look, you're like, oh, he's got a nine beside his name, you know, on the Mm -hmm. on, on the thing. But it's like, like we've mentioned. Bobby Weiler and Zach Davidson have been playing on that off- offensive line pretty much all year. Yes, right. sophomores, Carter yep. Bowman, Quentin Elston on the defensive side. And there's a lot of sophomores, too, mm-hmm. that have also been playing. So when you start really thinking, it's like, man, um, it is. But it's nice, though, to see them continue to, to grow and mature and, and to put ourselves in a position where, you know, one step away of playing November football. And that's what's, you know, this senior class, you know, deserves that, to right. have that opportunity. Um, and, you you know, but at the same time, when you look at it, even in the future, uh, boy could really pay dividends to, to get an opportunity to play for you know to play Brownstown Central in a sectional game, uh, a ranked team, undefeated team, really well coached, you know, great program in, in the south in the south southern part of the state, but then also to say hey. If we can do our job and, and defend our turf and then to play for a sectional championship and for this, a lot of those guys as freshmen sophomores, that's huge.
2: Well, we're going to get into that Brownstown Central game now. We're speaking with uh, Batesville football coach Evan Alry and you mentioned Brownstown Central coming in at 10-0. Uh, coached by Reed May, who's been doing it a long time, 29 years. In fact, I, you know, he's been doing it as long as you've been alive. I mean, all you're nice, only 29, my, right?
5: Yeah, I'm 28 <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he's been doing it uh, for a while, and, uh, and, and he's a heck of a coach. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like I said, I had a, always have a lot of respect. You know, I obviously a coach here at Batesville. I a lot of respect for Coach Heppner. and you know, you just you know, when you when you talk about wing T single wing, any of that stuff, two of the names I, like I mentioned on mm-hmm. Friday, you think of Coach Hepner, and you think of you know Reed May, um, and and you know, I a lot of people, and I even mentioned this on the radio on Friday, Bryce, but uh, a lot of people don't realize that Northern Indiana. Um, I got to know, in our, our conference, we always played Pioneer, and uh, mm-hmm. that was our rival school. And, uh, I went, you know, so we ran the wing tee, and, and, and Mike Johnson, who's now the head coach at, at, at Logan Sport, you know, big wing tee guy. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a lot of, m- most people wouldn't think this. If you go out and watch on a Friday night, like, oh, Coach always probably got a wing tee background. And that was probably the farthest from the truth, but, you know, ultimately in the end. Um, I got a little bit a little bit of love for it, and I got a lot of appreciation for it and, and I played it, you know, in high school and um, hopefully, we uh, we have our guys dialed in on what to do and you know and and, and uh, on what needs to be done Friday.
2: Well, you mentioned the wing T. Uh, when when you run a wing T offense, uh, you don't throw the ball a whole lot. Uh, They're averaging only about five passes a game and maybe fifty yards a night. Uh, so the focus obviously is on the run game, and they have three players right now that uh, have done quite well. Uh, Kieran T. Meyer, uh, number two. I'll mention because you probably know him by numbers, maybe instead mm-hmm. of name. So I'm gonna throw the numbers at you. Say, oh yeah, I remember seeing that guy. Number two, uh, Kieran T. Meyer. Twelve hundred yards. Uh, number one, Jake Pauli, and uh, the quarterback uh, Carson Darlage, number eleven, both over eight hundred yards each. So that's a that's a three prong attack, and that can be very difficult to defend. It is, and uh, they,
5: they again, one, two, and eleven. Right. I mean, I could tell you, you know, one's a little more of a bruiser. Two's going to hit you on the wingback counters and the counter stuff, and he's the home run guy. Um, and then the quarterback, 195. I mean, right. he's a dude. Um, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, and it's uh, they. They they love to run the ball with the quarterback, um, and they you know, a lot of it gives you that added that added guy in the blocking game or in the run in the run game. That, you know it's all about numbers, and yeah. uh, sometimes when you really start to dissect it, and you know you know where motions are going to be and where they're putting their H back and all that stuff at. It's just making sure you put your guys in the right position and take your right keys and, and fit in, and uh, it's a three headed prong attack. You know, and then if you fall asleep. If you fall asleep, yeah, they may only, an on average, you know, I know the numbers too, right? <laughs> uh, I tell you, it's like 88% run and 12% pass. Um, but they, it's one of those, they may throw four or five, three of them maybe for touchdowns,
0: hmm.
5: right? Because right. all that happens is now you fall asleep, you don't take your key. Um, ultimately, a you know, high school kid just gets lulled to sleep. Yep. You know, that play action is really not even really play action. It's just... Um, they just, they, they, they lull you to sleep and then boom, they got a guy's flying down the field and they get behind you and the quarterback's able to throw it out there and, and that's where the big plays come in. And so that's the big thing for us is um, our guys just got to stay disciplined and, and doing and taking their key. Um, assignment football. It, it is. And yeah. it's, uh, whether it's uh, the wing tee, whether it's, um, you know, the triple option, flexbone bone teams, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it all. I, I do. Um, and I, I understand why coaches do it. You yeah. know, and obviously we run a lot of, option stuff too because we feel like we can get put teams put high school kids in conflict and and that's the big thing
2: um let's flip the script because we've talked about your defense against their offense what about the other way around how's the matchup look
5: i like it yeah Um we're gonna have to score points though i will tell you that i mean uh reed may and, and his his group they score points and they can score them in bunches um but i like our matchup i do i think um you know, they don't have a lot of size up front. I mean, they're probably a little bit bigger than us, but it doesn't take much, uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, we just, we're just not real you big, guys. You are very big. I know. No. <laughs> um, but they they do have some speed. Um, but I will tell you that the big thing, I think we can run the football and have good balance. It's always the key for us is to have balance. Um, but I believe our skills against their secondary will be the matchup. The batch of the watch. I'll just leave it at that, Rice. All right. Um, if we can, we can do. Hope Terrence
2: uh, Arnie and Tom Snape yes, are listening because um, they'll have the call on Friday. Yeah, night. I,
5: I, I, I think that that's the big thing, and and obviously we, um, there's things up front in the run game. Always, you got We, we want to do both. Um, I uh, that's. That's the thing. I think if we can have good balance, I think things are there for us. We've got playmakers. Uh, we've got guys that can put can put points on the board. Um, so, um, again, they're really well coached. I know they're going to be overly prepared. Uh, they're going to fly around. Uh, the one thing I can remember three years ago when we played in the sectional title, they are the hardest-hitting team and just the grittiest team that I had ever honestly been on a sideline as a player um as a coach have mm-hmm. seen uh it reminded me a lot of my my playing days of playing pioneer just a tough hard-nosed gritty this very disciplined team that just smacks you around and um they did that in the second half of that game and and, and um a lot of respect for coach may and his group but you know, I, like i said I, I think we've got some matchups i like um now it's you know my job to get our guys coached up ready to go and for us to go to Go take advantage of
2: them. Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Wish you all the best. Uh, quite the victory it would be if you could uh, hang a... Hang Brownstown Central's first loss on the uh, right side of their win-loss column. We wish you all the best on Friday night, a game that we're going to have on WRBI, a 7:30 kickoff. By Correct. the way, not yes. seven o'clock. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Evan Alry, head coach of the Batesville Bulldogs, and we will be back with Tanya Sunderman, Oldenburg cross country coach. When we come back, you're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza, online, on the phone, or in person downtown. You've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can have that German flavor you're craving. Like like new limited time sliced sausage red onions and sauerkraut yes sauerkraut we have a new amazingly huge medium pizza sized aptly named that's a big pretzel for $9.99 and why not add a chocolate caramel lava bun cake Isen's family pizza 812 933 on the phone icensfamilypizza.com or on george street downtown batesville
1: When it comes to your prescriptions and medications, you want to be able to rely on someone you know and trust. And you can trust George's to fill your prescription right, deliver it to your door, and, most importantly, give you all the professional advice you need. For prescriptions you know and trust, George's Pharmacy. We are here for
0: you. We are here for you.
1: George's offers free delivery to
0: Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, is turning 50 Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Lenox dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence.
1: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI.
2: And thanks again for joining us on Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our hosts here at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. We, we're back from halftime. I'm uh, Bryce Kendrick, joined now by Tanya Sunderman, the Oldenburg uh, cross-country coach. We'd like to say thank you to our host. At Eisen's Family Pizza, along with Garing's, Georgia's Pharmacy, Medical Equipment, uh, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, all who are helping to sponsor the show. And uh, I'm sitting in for uh, the head coach or the uh, coach uh, Ron Raver, uh, who is working his way back from surgery. We certainly wish Ron the very, very best. Uh, we had two football coaches on in the earlier segments, and we are switching gears now, trading in the cleats for uh, some Asics or some good Brooks running shoes. Tanya Sunderman, head coach of Oldenburg, joining us right now. Coach, good to have you on the show. Thanks for Thank being you. here.
6: I'm glad to be here.
2: Let's talk a little bit about OA Cross Country. Uh, first of all, how long have you been with the Oldenburg program? This was my first year. First year. Yeah. And uh, as we talk about uh, the personnel of this team, uh, you know, unfortunately the numbers were very light which prevented you from participating as a team this year. But uh, um, you know, uh, cross country is very much an individual sport yes, so every kid that you had on the team certainly had a chance to compete in each and every meet.
6: Right, right. Um, the, the only benefit about having the team is having the camaraderie on those long runs. Or having somebody cheer you on. Um, hopefully, you get two or three people around your general pace. Um, but this year was a all-out individual effort. Right. Um, four gentlemen, one lady. That's all we had returned this year. Um, so each race was for that each person. Um, the team team aspect of it was taken out because we didn't have the five needed for a team. Right. Um, so we went into each each race competing as individuals, but mm-hmm. supporting each other as a team.
2: Well, uh, and that's always a, a very good thing, and and pr- probably the biggest highlight for Oldenburg Cross Country this year was the efforts of Carter Walsman, a junior, uh, who earned all sectional honors mm-hmm. this year.
6: Yeah, he had a great he had a great season despite being out for three weeks mm-hmm. um, with some medical challenges. Right. Um, was finally cleared in the final three weeks of of running, and came back <laughs> a little tough the first week to come back, um, but. Didn't, didn't lose his whole um, physical fitness and was able to come back and, and have a good showing at sectional, mm-hmm. which um, number, came in number five individual which took him on to regional race at Franklin.
2: Well, that's a congratulations to him for that. We'll talk about the Franklin uh, uh, race in in just a second. But uh, you mentioned that Carter was out for three weeks. And as a person who has competed in the sport and related sports as well, and and you, of course, as a coach, know that it takes such a long time to build up to a certain level. And if you are out for any appreciable amount of time, it can go away so quickly.
6: Right. And in general, um, I, my background with coaching, too, which uh, with um, mostly females, adults mm-hmm. in Cincinnati before we moved back, um, you, it's about two weeks. Yeah. You can hold your fitness level. You, you start to lose a little bit, every, of course, about every week, but that two-week mark is, is where you start to see the big decline. So fortunately for Carter, we were able to get him back at that third-week mark, um, but he had worked really hard over the summer. Um, he had put the miles in, worked on his speed. In his form. Um, we did some strength conditioning. We did um, flexibility and mobility. Um, and so I think all of that was in his favor. Um, he had that big, strong base, and he was able to come back then despite being out for three weeks.
2: Well, if I was out for three weeks, my body would be <laughs> telling me, you just need to stay on the couch and give it up. But uh, good for him for yeah. coming back and actually performing as well as he did. And he ran an 1832 at South Dearborn. His time at Franklin in the regional was slower, but I think that can... that's. That can be said for a lot of athletes that yeah. went up there yeah. because the weather conditions and the course that day, uh, it was not good.
6: It was it was very soggy, mm-hmm. um, very wet. Clearly, they had a lot more rain there than we did, did, which yes. we didn't even t- anticipate. You mm-hmm. know, We woke up and thought, great, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's in the 50s, wonderful day for running, and right. we get up there, and there you have to cross a creek to get there. Sure. And that water was raging <laughs> under that little creek. <laughs> oh, grave. my goodness. Um, and then, as you walk back through the course, um, there were mud puddles that you could not avoid. Right. Um, and in it was a muddy trail into the mud puddle at this at the bottom of a little hill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a coach, your concern is always for the safety of the runners. So you're coming out. Anybody that's out practicing, you just you're you want them to be safe and not get hurt and not see the twisted ankles or you know the falling down. And um, Carter he did bring it to our attention. He said my feet felt like they were concrete because they were so wet. They mm-hmm. had to pull you know each time you step in mud and it kind of sucks your feet down he said for each step you're trying to overcome that well
2: it's kind of Um, the double whammy because not only not only you have the suction effect but you get that extra moisture and the mud on there and and you know know, kids kids and well, athletes in general when they're runners are looking for a lightweight shoe and you've got an extra five pounds on your feet you're right you're
6: right um but You know, in cross country, as in anything, everybody's out there on the same course, same conditions. Um, So we can't complain about it because everybody had it. Now the girls race had a little worse because they were after the boys who'd already torn up the course. Um, But it was definitely very wet. And even as a spectator, there were parts that they had marked off that were just, they were just wet. (laughs) It was just just puddles. So he had a great season. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to have seen him have a strong race that day. He was ready for it. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Right. And and he has another year, and I, I expect really great things next year coming back for him.
2: Well, we certainly wish him the best. Uh, one athlete, unfortunately, you won't have back next Carson. year. You do have one senior. Talk yep. about Carson.
6: So uh, Carson came in um, as our number one runner. Mm-hmm. Um, first, second, third, third day of school, um, had a mild sprain. Mm-hmm. Sprained his ankle. So he was out for that first race. He was... Luckily, we have a great relationship with um, St. Elizabeth. We have an athletic trainer now that comes in at OA. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I were very good friends. Um, I sent many, many runners to him. Um, so Carson had a slight ankle sprain, um, worked through that, and then he was quarantined. So we lost him, too, for several weeks. Wow. Um, finally got him back. He was having he was having some really good meets. He got first place at our race with Morristown mm-hmm. um, at, in a just a nail biter skin of the teeth and it was one of those that was um good sportsmanship um he went a little wrong way on the course and the other guy said hey hey come back and and ended up beating him by about a second um he had a strong race that day um he went into the Batesville section or Batesville Invitational um on Tuesday in the middle of September um and pulled a hamstring Mm. um and so I really thought he was going to be out longer than he was Um, I I was anticipating a much worse injury Um, again sent him off to the trainer fixed him right up and he came back and um, was able to finish the season albeit not as strongly as we'd hoped Um, and I don't know if those injuries you know plagued it he's also a senior he's also working he's also doing college visits Um, you forget how many things are on a senior's plate two um but he did he had a really good season i just wish i could have had him go on to regional two to finish that right. season as a senior so strong um but sometimes it's just not your day and that that sectional race just wasn't his race that day
2: well we certainly wish carson Wilbur the uh, very very best and yes. uh, we're speaking with tanya sunderman uh, cross-country coach at oldenburg and, and coach you've got two young uh runners on your team uh, santiago schutte and noah schneck did i get those names right
6: noah shank shank
2: yeah gotcha Okay. Talk, yep. talk a little bit about well, those kids.
6: Noah ran last year with us. Um, great kid. Super, super nice. Great family. Um, the challenge we come with with him, as well as some other the other kids, is that O.A. pulls in from a variety of schools. They're True. not all local. Um, right. So getting that summer training, getting those logs, those, they have to sometimes do it on their own unless they're willing to come in. Um, Carter, being from Batesville, we were able to meet at Batesville and work in any way could come in. Um So, Noah and Santiago, I didn't know because he was an incoming freshman. Um, Noah, I knew. I counted on him to do some miles at home, um, which he did. He's a fantastic sportsman. Um, He came out and supported Carter. When Carter was running, ran with us several times. Um, um, He ended up getting injured hamstring pull in the first, I think, week or two. Mm -hmm. He was out with a COVID um, quarantine first race. Um, come back, and it was very shortly there. He was out nearly the entire season, yeah. nursing this hamstring. Um, and he's also a swimmer, so when we got to midpoint of the season, I said, "You know, we need to we need to work about your your swimming season. Let's get you through this, but we're not going to to um, take away your swimming season too. So let's get that hamstring working." Let's get you back into the race, but you know we're not going to test it. We'll let you go into your swimming season, and we'll bring it back next year. Um, he was able to finish and finish the last, I think, three or four meet three meets with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he did great. No hamstring issues. So I'm hoping for a good, strong swim se- season from him, and then we'll get him back in track, and then we'll see him next year as a junior.
2: All right. Well, we w- wish him the best yes. as well. Now, we have one female to talk about. Yeah, Amelia. Talk about Amelia Crawford.
6: <laughs> Amelia is the strongest soul I know. Um, to be the only female that returns, um, to have those long runs, and which I would go with her because sending a female on her own, I just had some some reservations about that out in, out in the country roads. Um, but it's challenging to mm-hmm. be the only runner, um, to be a single, to go out, um, and to push yourself. Right. You, as you said, if you're a runner too, it's sometimes it's just challenging to push yes. yourself when you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, when she would run with a team great support from the The guys would cheer her on we'd get a little bit more speed out of her we could see what she had potential wise um, but those long runs are tough when it's when it's by you by yourself um, she had great she came in and she showed up time after time after time she was never our strongest runner in the front of the female pack but she never gave up she came she came up from the back and she had her season pr at sectional which you want to see anybody do at that right. time is when you want them to peak um, very very proud of her she had just a wonderful season from From that angle, so I hope she comes back.
2: Well, I hope so too. Yes, and uh, I hope you're able to uh, get some more kids to run, and, yes. and hopefully we'll see uh, those wearing the navy uniforms uh, qualify as a, as a team next year.
6: Yes, that is our hope. Our hope is to get in there and to recruit and, and get some of those basketball and maybe some volleyball. If they're you know if their season or their teams are big, pull some of them in. It's a Uh, great conditioning sport. It is great conditioning, and and it's what we're doing. We're trying to pull those kids in and, and get them in. I work really close with a strength and conditioning coach as well, their athletic trainer, to make sure these students are strong, they stay healthy, they don't get injured. Um, and they're good, well-rounded kids. Very it's, good. That's our goal. All
2: right. Well, Coach, we wish you all the best. It's a Thank pleasure you. to meet you. Thank you so much nice for stopping to by tonight. Too. And uh, again, don't be a stranger to the show.
6: Absolutely. Ta- hope, to, hope to see you next year.
2: Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Tanya Sunderman, head coach of Oldenburg Cross Country. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Andrew Oleg, the uh, girls soccer coach over at Oldenburg, right after we do this. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
3: October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and serves as the perfect reminder to schedule your annual mammogram. All women should receive their first mammogram by the age of 40. At Margaret Mary Health, we offer 3D mammography. This advanced technology can increase early detection of breast cancer by as much as 40%. To schedule your appointment, call our Women's Imaging Center at 812 933 5602
1: to
2: more coaches corner delivered
1: by isem's family pizza on 103.9
2: wrbi i'm bryce kendrick once again filling in for coach ron raver For the uh, Coach's Corner Show at Eisen's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health and Bruns Gutswater. Big thanks to Tanya Sunderman, the uh, Oldenburg Cross Country coach who joined us in our last segment. First time that she and I have had a chance to talk and I hope we uh, get a chance to do it once again. But uh, we had this gentleman in front of me on a little bit earlier this season. He is the girls soccer head coach at Oldenburg. Coach Andrew Ollick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. It is so good to have you here once again and we're going to talk a little more about uh, uh the girls soccer program before we get into what happened at the very end of the season uh your team goes eight six and two big yep. pic- big picture what were your thoughts about the year uh
7: so this year uh i was i was excited coming in because i uh, didn't know i was going to be the head coach till i think uh the first or second week of july so uh coming in and be like okay we're uh you know i knew that they had a good season last year uh winning sectionals and uh, from what I heard I think they came close to region, winning regionals only mm-hmm. losing by I think a couple goals to one of the best teams in the in the state so I was excited coming in I was like okay what what, what can we do I know we had a lot of girls returning and I think we started off uh, this season you know as well as we did we didn't we, our first game was against Lawrenceburg who uh, who, who beat us and uh, but I, I told the girls I was like for you know playing against a, a, a school that's that's bigger than us and one of the best, I think they're ranked like 10th in, in 2A or something right. like that. I was like, I thought, we, you know, we played well. Uh, I, I think at, towards the end of that game, we just kind of got in our own heads a little bit and started to think of apart. But I think as the season went on, uh, to my knowledge, I think we were the third team ever in Oldenburg history to win five games in a row. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I, I, from what I have seen so far, that, that that's true. Uh, no one has told me differently. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, and so d- we'll, we'll roll with that, coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. That's why I told the girls is like unless someone tells me, we're just going to you know assume that that that's true, uh, and d- just doing things like that, and you know building off of what was a good season last year too. I think what was a, a good season this year minus the the yeah. ending right. of not winning sectionals, but I th- I thought overall you know we we played well. Uh, we had some good moments. like we played against them. Um, I think uh, some some really good teams uh, like we played against Fort Wayne Canterbury. Mm-hmm who were ranked number fourth in the state uh, for, for 1A, and, you know, w- w- that game could have went either way. Right. And then we played against, like, teams like South Dearborn, and, you know, we're up at one point, and I think they scored the last two goals, maybe the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. Right. So, you know, saying, okay, we're going to against these, you know, ranked highly schools or these big schools, and not just, you know, like, okay, we're just going to sit back, you know, let things happen, but we're actually you're going to take it to you and, you know, keep the ball and, you know, try to go for a win uh, even if we're the uh, underdog on paper we're going to make sure that we're, you know, fighting until the end and I th- think that we did that and I thought, you know, overall it was a good season just because of, you know, we're not willing to give up and, you know, realizing that, okay, you know, I think we were very fortunate on, on injuries this year. Uh, to I think uh, uh, we only had two, I think, major injuries where girls had to miss a, more than one game to an injury it's two ankle injuries. Right. And so I think the fact that we stayed healthy was also a a positive to the season. And uh, statistically, I think we did better than last year in terms of scoring goals and uh, um, keeping like clean sheets and goals against. uh, uh, So which is again positive. So I think just excited that coming in later on than what you would necessarily want as a head coach because you don't really get the full summer. Right. But uh, I think coming in like with okay a couple weeks till the season starts, trying to you know make adjustments that needed to, that I felt from there to I think wait, was a good season Mike
2: Myers and I were down there to, to see that matchup, and uh, we knew that was going to be a good game, 13-14 and 14 in, in Class 1A girls soccer. Switzerland County had a great season, co-ORVC champs along with Milan, and it uh, ended up being a, a 2-1 final. And as I was trying to prepare for that game, I was trying to kind of play out in my head, you know, what needed to go well for Oldenburg and what needed to go well for Switzerland County. And just looking at... The number of goals scored by each team going into that one. Switzerland County put a lot of balls in that, and you guys did not quite have as many, and I thought Mm -hmm. for you guys to to be in this thing, uh, basically it was going to be really tight. It's going to need to be tight at halftime, and unfortunately, Switch gets you for two goals in the first half, and then you're in in the unenviable unenviable position of trying to play catch-up.
7: Yeah, I think uh, that first goal they scored, I think it came in the first five, seven minutes, something like that. I think... Had it gone the other way, I think if we would have scored that first goal, I think it, it changed the momentum of the game from early on. So, because obviously we had, then had to chase the game and get that goal back. And I think for them, you know, knowing that it was also a tough game for them playing against us, that once they got that first goal, I think they just boosted their self-esteem, boosted their motivation to okay, this is you know our chance. We we need to you know keep fighting till the end. and, and the second half, I thought we came out very very well. I think we uh, were pushing till the end. I th- you know, we sure. got th- we got the goal, and I think the second goal could have came at at any moment. We just <clears throat> didn't have that finishing final touch. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, that first 10-15 uh, minutes of just who got that first goal. I think if it would have been us, I think it would have been the complete opposite way, where where we would have you know have been motivated to keep going and building onto the lead where kind of like where they did where like they got the first goal and you could see it from their reaction when they scored that. Okay. This is, you know, this is our moment. This is our chance to to keep going. Right. And, you know, they, they did one got the second goal before the half ended. So knowing that we had to make adjustments the second half to now get back from two goals and, and we, we, yeah, we got one. And I think, like I said, I think we, the second one could have came at any moment. Just, you know, they defended well and did what they needed to do to make sure they, they held us out, so. Uh, it
2: was a great match, and uh, from a broadcast standpoint, we enjoyed it. I, I know you were hoping for another outcome, mm-hmm. but uh, you know such is the nature of sports. You've had you have several seniors on the on the team this year. Who are some of the kids that you are going to be saying goodbye to?
7: Uh, so, the, there's two uh, defenders who uh, are seniors, and they play left back and right back. So, Alyssa Wanstroth uh, is a senior, and who is she's one of the captains this year, and is just a great leader on the team. And you can tell that the younger girls. Really look up to her in terms of uh, her being vocal on the field, knowing what to do, and uh, her working hard. And I think she'll tell you that I think the person who gets mad at her the most when she makes mistakes is herself, because yeah. there's times where we're like Alyssa, like you're fine, <laughs> like you didn't even make a mistake, and yet you're like being like, oh Alyssa, it's like you're you're fine, right? Uh, and then Emma Webberding is on on the the other outside, and and uh, for playing right back, she finished as our team's top goal scorer, <laughs> so. uh that's obviously something we're gonna miss. But again, kind of like Alyssa, just you can tell the other girls look up to her. She treats the other girls like they're her sisters, and um, you can tell just from you know when I when I first got there that that she was definitely you know one of the leaders of the team because of how just how she interacted with the girls and how the girls looked up to her and how, just how she like you know worked with the girls. And then Anna Carballo, uh, was a midfielder for us and and did well because I think she uh her knowledge of the game is very well and again was a captain this year uh and uh you could just tell like again like the girls like or her because when she was playing on the field she really made sure that she you know pressured while she like held herself accountable for uh you know doing what she needed to do she didn't let if she she was slacking off she was the one that that she was going to say that she was right and uh so always making sure that she was going for every ball, fighting for every ball, and that uh, always, like, you know, being honest with herself, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm tired. I can't, you know, go 100%. I need to come out for a little bit, then go back in. Uh, and, you know, just being, like, one of those leaders, just to say, I'm gonna lead-by example of making sure we're pushing. Hard enough, unfortunately, she didn't get as many goals as I think she was hoping or that I know that she, she could have scored. But, you know, I think that, you know, she, she'll definitely be missed in terms of, like, bringing that, you know, pressure and intensity to the midfield. And then Kate Walkie is a, a senior uh, as well, who who uh, played forward for us, and uh, she she's a really good track runner, so she's like really really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and you, just having her like as an option, be like okay, Kate, go up there because we know that you have the the shooting ability. So you got a couple goals this year. That that you, uh, go up there and basically just you know use your speed against the defenders because we know that you're from track that you're one of the fastest people that in the area. So just go and do that with the ball at your feet now and uh, and kind of like. Uh, and I think uh, the, the younger girls. I, I know I've said this for everyone, but kind of like the younger girls, like they've seen her her success as as an athlete, and like okay, I want you know to be as good as, as her, uh, whether it's soccer, track, whatever. And uh, and so I think it, seeing her like at practice, be like okay, I'm going to work hard because I know that I need to to be at the top. And I think she has that sort of motivation that she's going to wants to be at the top, and she's willing to work hard for it, and not just be like okay, because I was good at track, I'm expected to to do well here, but she's like, I'm going to make sure that I know I achieve what level I can. Right. I think that, you know, a lot of the younger girls see that and like, okay, then if she's working hard as a senior, I'm going to work hard as well. Okay. And coach, we're, we're, we're getting really close to the end of
2: time here and I don't want to leave anybody out. So maybe quickly mention the other seniors Uh, so we give them a shout out. uh,
7: So there's uh, Lily Eldridge who is a new, she's new to the school this year. She transferred in from uh, North Decatur. Then there's Michaela Bauer, uh, Anna Utipol and uh, Jordan Hardig as well. Wow. Well, I, I wish we had a little bit more time to talk about, unfortunately, from uh, uh,
2: the uh, technical issues that we've had tonight. That's kind of taken a little bit of our time away from us. But, Coach, it, it's been great to talk to you this year, um, and uh, I look forward to uh, bigger and better things for, for your program next year. And I hope we get a chance to talk again. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to next year already, so thank, thank, you. thank you. All right. Appreciate it very much. That's Andrew Oleg, uh, the head coach of uh, Batesville Girls Soccer. Before I close out the show tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Eisen and the staff at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Brun's Gutsweiler. A big thanks to John Howe for engineering the show at the studio and uh had to do a little bit more work tonight because of uh, the uh, it, the interruptions that we had here with the uh, with the equipment tonight. I'd like to thank all of my guests, uh football coaches Evan Alry of Batesville and Brian Mitchell of Oldenburg, also Oldenburg's Tanya Sunderman of cross country and Andrew Oleg of girls soccer. We are working on the guest list for next week. One I can confirm will be South Ripley volleyball coach Lisa Gilpin. We look forward to talking with her and the Raider's success this season both in conference and in sectional. That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for the Hall of Famer, Coach Ron Raver, and his Hall of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Join us again next time for
1: another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRB. WRBIradio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.